I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Brenna finally finished The Renegades. I certainly did. After however long, we can pretend that this is the next episode. Is it? No. We had no. one. We had one about being unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were just we were just talking about uh, recording an episode about job hunting. Yeah. So I, like, this is our second, whole this has been past. our whole uh, personality for quite a while now. Well, so. it's something that people don't talk about enough. And that is really fucking hard. Yeah, it is. Um, sorry, yeah. I'm trying to find when I finish the Renegades on my Libby app. Libby, I finished mm-hmm. last week, so. Well, finally. I think. But anyways, if you wanna, <laughs> sorry. Hmm? I was gonna say for me, and we've talked about this before. Even if I'm like obsessed with a series and love it, it is just. And the same with writing. It's like just the amount of effort it takes to open the book and start it when I could just put on something to do passively, like watch a video. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes it's just so much easier. And yeah. I struggle with that. Even if I want to read something so bad and I'm like loving the story, like there were a couple slogs, but it really like I still wanted to read it. It was just I like kept finding other things to do because I, I don't know. It was just a lot of effort for me to. I think that's just kind of reading slumps and, and dealing with all that. But that's why it took me so long. Mm-hmm. Even though it's probably one of my favorite series I've read in a long, long time. That's nice. Yeah. I feel like it's not a shock, I'm sure. (laughs) No, I'm so surprised. (laughs) I feel like it's um, probably not unusual with writers, too, because with everything else that I enjoy as a hobby, but also have dabbled in monetizing or attempting to to some degree, um, it like can get to that point where it starts to stress you out or you need to take a break because it's just like yeah. overload. But yeah. I also that being said, I basically so it's more passive, That's true. That's I true. I basically um I mean in a way, like it's I don't know. Um I just I thrive so much on I don't thrive. I guess I struggle mm-hmm. <laughs> because I don't want to be like this, but I just like need to be multitasking. Um, so it's hard for me to sit down and be like, I'm going to read when I could, you know, watch a video I want to watch, but also do the dishes while I do it. Like reading is and and yeah. audiobooks to me, even if I like did change it to audiobooks, I still would like, I find it so hard to totally pay attention to a book. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, that being I said, need both <laughs> headphones in and it needs to be a certain volume or else I space out. I do that with podcasts. So I'm like, I don't think I could do that with like if I did something else while reading, while reading a book or listening to a book, I just don't think I could do it. But I've never and tried. That's how so. I feel about reading usually. But anyways, yeah, yeah, not important tangent. Reading. Um, I finished this book on August twenty sixth. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad. September second. Uh, it's unclear. That's when I returned it. Was September second. Mm. Yes. So uh, we're kind of. I guess this is kind of talking about. The final, the, the the last two books, even though, I mean, the majority of stuff to talk about is is pretty much just the last book. I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of the second book, as in most trilogies, is just kind of a build up to the third book. <laughs> hmm. um, there's definitely were some great moments, but yeah, it's really just kind of a setup huh. for the last book, which I loved a lot. 
I had to go back and like read a plot summary of Arch Enemies because I really didn't remember all that happened. Yeah. Um, Sorry, you so. just blew my mind with that observation about middle books. <laughs> I think that's the case for, I mean, I don't think that's the case with Catching Fire because Catching Fire is literally my favorite book of all time. And I don't think it's the case mm-hmm. for that because it's like a whole, it's kind of just like a redo of book one. So <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah, but it but... does, the events aren't wrapped up in the same way they were at the end yes. of book one. So yeah. it is kind of like it's part two of the, or part one of the end. Huh. It's interesting. Yeah, I think it may just be like kind of, I wonder if it's like the middle point of the second book is really just, I wonder kind of if there's like a statistic on, I don't know, trilogies are just interesting. It's kind of like sophomore year. The middle book is like sophomore year in high school and college, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. So anywho, we're mostly going to talk about Supernova (laughs) and that's about it. That was kind of yes. my, my introduction, but um, I adored this series, and I am so grateful that I read it and was forced to read it. You're welcome. And yeah, thank you. Just like Julie and the Phantoms, which I still cry about every day. <laughs> Not yeah. being renewed. Sorry. I guess sorry about that one. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's okay. The like very ending made it, the, the, the very ending, it makes me laugh every time. So I'm like, it's fine. I don't need to yeah. see any more of that white kid being evil. <laughs> so. That's one good thing about it not being renewed. Anyway. Well, shall we get into it? Yeah, I kind of have our like outline separated into just kind of the first section was just a couple like notable character things I want to talk about and then just like all the different moments Um, and then kind of some stuff that annoyed me because there definitely were some Um, and then definitely the ending, which I'm sure will take up a lot more of time because that was one of the... I don't know. It was extremely well-written, and I loved it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was very unique, I think, even though it was about something that's, like, one of the most tropiest things in our modern yeah. era. Yeah. Um, I, when was this When was this seri- series finished? Let's see. Because I feel like it was when superheroes really were, like... Because now I feel like a lot of people have fatigue, and rightfully so. A lot of movies are all kind of the same now. But I feel like it was at the height... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 2019 yeah. is when Endgame came out. So that Damn. makes sense. Um, yeah. So I guess speaking of Marvel, I kind of wanted to touch on Captain Chromium, whatever, the dumbest name in the history of the world, but so is every name in Marvel. So I can't really complain. Um, Captain Chromium. I never, I've never, I think I've ever said it out loud and I hate it. <laughs> um, I've only ever heard it out loud. <laughs> Sorry. That's true. I'll, I'm glad I'll I'm pronouncing it. it right then. That's like one thing with audiobooks I've never thought about. You actually learn how things are pronounced if if the person reading it that actually knows. <laughs> but yeah, I would assume they do. The producers have done their job. Yeah, which exactly. they usually do, but not always. With bigger books, I would assume. Yeah, but anyway, I kind of was. I feel like a lot of we talked about this a little bit in the last Renegades episode, but that a lot of it is kind of like he's very Steve Rogers. Uh, esque, mm-hmm. and I say that because now we have a new Captain America. Um, but he's very Steve Rogers esque, and I was kind of like, I had this thought about um, his character progression and how it's kind of like Steve Rogers if he if he had signed the Sokovia Accords in Marvel, where like as if he had, he had gone down Iron Man's journey instead of being you know separate and being more of a vigilante. It was kind of like the backwards for for Captain C because he like was a vigilante and then became all government ties and lame and boring. 
um, mm-hmm. and wanted to execute people, <laughs> which I mean, vigilantes do too. But um, yeah. I think that that was like an interesting thought I had was like, he's kind of is very Steve Rogers if he had done what I didn't want him to do. Because I, I think my favorite character in the MCU is, is Steve and the way his character progressed was like amazing to me. Um, so it kind of felt like he did the backward backwards version of that. Um, yeah. I mean, until the end, which he kind of redeemed himself and all of that. Uh, but Only in reality, just. like... I know. In reality, it was like Adrian was more of the 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 Steve Rogers like arc being like a vigilante and realizing sometimes it's better to not have to follow these rules and you actually help more people, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, but yeah. I think the ending was really. I mean, it was. It kind of felt a little shoehorn where he was like, "Yeah, we were protecting your family, blah blah blah." But I think that there were other moments there where it was like, okay, the fact that he just accepted Nova was like, okay. I mean, I just. I definitely grew to to like him at the end, but it was it was a tough slog there when he was executing people, <laughs> trying to execute yeah, people. Seriously. It was pretty bad. Um, and I did I did really like the scene. I think we could talk about it later, but like the Callum Wonder, I Wonder Boy, whatever the hell his name is, um, the scene where he put on Ace's helmet and like apparently Captain C was just crying and like. I was like, that's kind of cute because it was it was kind of like the old vision that he did have. Like he did actually care about helping people and stuff in the beginning, but yeah. he's so lost in in government and <laughs> paperwork. His own fucking power too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I just thought his character was very interesting, and yeah. I don't know, like on he surface level, annoying. not. Yeah, on surface level, not very interesting, but he was very annoying. And then kind of just my feelings about him changed a lot <laughs> over and over it's again. It's interesting, too, because the other dad, whose name I don't remember, I just remember that he can turn invisible. Um, Dread like, Warren is his name, is his character, or is, what's his actual name? <laughs> Why am I forgetting it? Damn it. Um, But he's, like, a lot more likable. It might just be because he's yeah. quiet. <sighs> yeah, he's, like, more... Yeah, he is definitely a lot more likable. Um, I think that, yeah, some of the council members are just kind of weird and yeah. scary. But I know that that's like how they're supposed to be, um, especially through Nova's point of view, obviously. But I think that as a couple, like I really, I think as a couple, it made me like Captain Moore. <laughs> seeing them through those eyes were was much more helpful, especially and seeing him through Adrian's eyes as his child. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other character I want to talk about was Phobia, which was very interesting as well. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I feel like you... No, it was... it was. Um, what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? Oh, my God. I only read this a week ago. <laughs> oh, Winston. Describe him. Winston Pratt, his name. I, I remember you oh, telling yeah. me we talked about how, like... Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what would happen. I said something that like made it obvious that he would oh. be more of a character later, I think. Well, yeah, but I mean, about? he he wasn't necessarily. It was just that he, I mean, he was, but like not not in any sort of way that, I don't know. You didn't spoil anything. But I was going to say, okay. I didn't really like think he was as much of a big character in terms of like the villains. Like, other or Instead of Phobia, who kind of became the like main mm-hmm. villain other than Ace, I guess. Um, in the third book, which I know we talked about, like, it was so obvious that he killed Adrian's mom in the beginning. So I was kind of like, well, why are we like letting this go out? Because nobody, nobody's being fooled here. Like, this is so obvious. So I really adored the, the fact that there was also a twist instead of it just being that because like, I knew that from the beginning. 
Um, yeah. So the fact that, that Adrian had created him was the twist. Um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I really appreciated kind of even the things that seemed very like, Ugh, why are you even drawing this out? Like, I already know this. Drawing it out. That's a fun pun. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And I truly yeah. didn't see it coming. And to be honest, like, I didn't even... I didn't even connect the fact that he had powers then with like all those childhood drawings. Like I didn't even think about it. Really? Like I just, I don't know. I didn't even think like, oh, these things can come to life. No, like I didn't even think about that. I was just saying like any other kid that drew superheroes as a kid. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. so it was just a I big, a feeling, it was a good I surprise. I was still unsure. It, it was, was a really, good surprise. Yeah, it was really well done too. Yeah, I think uh, there were definitely, I was... I feel like there were definitely like plot holes they kind of cleaned up. It was mm-hmm. definitely hard to explain, but I think they did a good job. Definitely. So, yeah. You have anything else to add about any characters you want to talk about? Um, <laughs> not characters, but in terms of uh, plot holes and things that were explained really cleanly. I think yeah. the one thing, and this is me with several months obviously distance from everything, but um that like room that adrian makes for her Mm -hmm. is like the one thing that's still a bit confusing to me like how did the the helmet get there and the jewel and the and all that shit um which is fine like sometimes i'm sure if i i want i'm giving this with a grain of salt Uh um but yeah that part was probably the i'm trying to too convoluted piece yeah i think that the i mean that's kind of the main thing i want to talk about from arch enemies was like that whole the whole you know their first kiss and bringing her into the room and her sleeping and all of that um Mm -hmm. i was trying to i don't was there like i don't remember the helmet being i would just just the star was the really only thing that was um that like that's the only thing he didn't draw and that she like created but in reality it was like ripped out of her body basically <laughs> i don't really know Isn't that, it connected that part to me the too. helmet am i crazy no i mean it's connected to the helmet in terms of they're made out of the same material and like uh, her dad made them okay but like it's not uh it's not the helmet it's not the no, helmet yeah, so yeah the i think it's in the library <laughs> i don't even I don't oh, even it was. know. I remember all the library stuff very vividly because it's like so similar to what you do as an art historian. You mean like the the, um, the archive, like whatever? Yeah. The storage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know the words. It's fine. I know what you mean. Because there was the library in the first book where they had that fight where. Oh, yeah. Mir Walker woman who I never. Is it Narissa? Nar- is that how you pronounce yeah. her name? Yeah, um, because yeah, so. I think that's a twist on Narcissus. Who is the god who's vain and loves to look at his image, and he drowns in a in a puddle because he's just looking at his reflection. See, this is where your art history experience. Not that it's really. Yeah, there you go. I learned that from Hercules, though. I know. I was gonna say. I don't know if it's really relevant, but I'm glad that I'll say it's from your your college degree means something. Yeah. I'm just kidding. You can see him in the background of that opening scene. He's like holding a hand mirror and going. "Mm." Anyway, sorry. I haven't watched her in so long. Anyway. um, (laughs) Well, that's the first like moment I want to talk about was was the kiss and like the the room scene. I just think that the actual kiss itself was like 
a complete just masterclass of like writing emotion and true her like back and forth with herself and it was just beautifully written and I feel like mm-hmm. I strive to have a lot of my scenes like that emotionally emotion with that emotional depth mm-hmm. um and it I wrote here that it, it's really my probably my second favorite kiss scene other than Peta and Katniss on the beach and catching fire you, my favorite kiss used to be Jacob and Bella, but um, it's really problematic, so it's not that anymore. <laughs> it's so problematic. But I watched I that movie scene so many times. Anyway. A still, a screenshot of that scene was my Facebook profile photo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And Gigi uh, commented, for a minute I thought this was you with a man. <laughs> Oh, God. And I was like, LOL, I wish. I love the time we grew up in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Wild shit. Um, that's really that's all I want to talk cool, about from that book. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think this, that, that Marissa Meyer. Yes. That's her name? The Meyer part's throwing me off. It's Meyer, yeah. <laughs> okay. <sighs> um. It is Meyer. I mean, I can't say her first name because I'm the book's fine only has her last name on it, but I think it's Marissa, yeah. right? She <laughs> we're, we're so is bad so... at podcasting. <laughs> She's so good at writing romance, and I think you should, even yeah. more than I've already been saying, I, yeah, it's Marissa, I think you should read the Cinder series because the romance is so good. It's so grounded, but, like, steamy, but, like, not problematic. <laughs> and, like, My deeply entwined with the characters. Yeah, I just, it was like, the scene itself was just devastating, but also like, just, oh, it was gorgeous. So I, yeah, it was just like on his dingy couch in his room. Like it was, I mean, it was was probably not dingy. It's probably not that dingy because they're millionaires or whatever. But yeah, anyway, flashing forward way forward um, into like basically the first third of, of Supernova when he finds out about Nightmare for the first time. I texted you and I was like, I can't believe this happened so early on. And then of course, to my surprise... It didn't even really matter because then, yeah, it didn't really matter. But (laughs) um, I thought that the fact that, like, essentially what happened was that then she was, quote unquote, proven innocent. That whole thing was just so, uh, like, kind of very unrealistic in terms of how our society functions. But I guess our justice system is pretty fucked up anyway. So I don't know. Um, But she basically was, like, proven innocent and gotten out of jail, even though she was still a nightmare and... um, (laughs) All of that. So I just thought it was really well done that like subverted the subverted expectations that kept happening. And literally like halfway through that book or the final book, there was like the truths were not out that we spent the whole series like, you know, dealing with. So, yeah, just very interesting and felt well written. And yeah, I don't know. I was really shocked. I was really shocked when I was like, I'm so glad they he found out so early in the book. But nope, yeah. that didn't happen. It yeah, was a mirage. It was very interesting. The whole prison thing was interesting too. How did you feel about that? Um, it was just like I appreciated the like world building of the prison, but at the same time it was like not very well developed and I wish there was like more it kind of um at kind of towards the end of the book, Nova kept saying that like a lot of this stuff she thought about in her time in prison. But, like, we didn't really mm-hmm. see a lot of that. And I know that would be boring. I mean, like, prison scenes are probably pretty boring just sitting in a cell thinking. But, I don't know, it felt kind of... I mean, I know she was... Was she only there for, like, two weeks? Like, I don't really... 
I'm saying yeah. it felt like rushed, but I mean, if she's only there for two weeks, then um, I guess I wish it was built out a little bit more world building wise because it's mm-hmm. very interesting. I mean, they in in uh, the MCU there is a floating prison as well, like a like a you know off like an island prison. So it just mm. reminded me of that. Um, but I feel like we spend yeah. so much more time in prisons. This is probably only because of Harley. But um, in the DC universe, <laughs> yep, you yeah, it's probably literally just <laughs> well. There, there is the fact that there's the whole Suicide Squad where there's like kind of Marvel's version of that is a lot less intense. Um, yeah, and that movie's coming out soon. So another one. Well, no, 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 not Suicide Squad. The Marvel version, kind of. Oh, um, I'm and it's ignorant. like. It's it's basically like headed by Yelena and the Winter Soldier. So I mean, they're not like, I mean, they're people we like. It's not like they're actual murderers. And I mean, I guess they are murderers, but like, mm-hmm. it's not like they're they're villains like Suicide Squad kind of is. So I was gonna say anyway. the Winter Soldier is pretty uh, a tech. He's murderous, murderer. yes, but <laughs> <laughs> but he's Bucky. We can forgive everyone in the MCU for killing people because it's the MCU. DC, no. Um, anyway, <laughs> I did. There are think no that... heroes in the DC universe, so it's fine. Sorry. Okay. Focus. (laughs) Focus. I, back to the prison thing, I really loved the scene where it was really well written and again emotionally where Adrian met her in prison was like, you're going to be executed now. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So that Uh, will, I will talk about like that whole thing with my annoyances, but I think that that was a well, a a really well written scene emotionally as well. Um, Yeah. I wanted to punch her in the throat though for still lying and being like, oh my God. But I mean, Whatever. I want to punch but her in the throat. What would you do if we're in a prison? <laughs> I don't know. And they're going to execute you. I mean, well, yeah, I, like, I guess. <laughs> Good girl, save your neck. Literally. It's true. This is true. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's prison. Um, how did you feel? The next thing I have written down is just kind of the create how prodigies were like actually created which i thought was very interesting and unique yeah which i feel like every superhero story has to have some sort of origin in terms of how everyone you know got powers and i thought this one was very intriguing i feel like we didn't necessarily i know it wasn't integral to like how they saved everyone but like I think that at the same time, there's a lot of times you don't even need to know. Like, I would have been fine not knowing, but I know that it was integral to, like, the star and all of that. So I understand that. But yeah, I feel like I don't I'm trying to think of examples like The Walking Dead. We never knew how anything started. And like, it was fine because people know, Mm -hmm. like, the general tropes of, you know, how people get powers, how people become zombies, how people are blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Well, in a lot of superhero worlds now... There's, like, the individual's origin story. but like, Everyone's different, yeah. The fact that superheroes exist in those worlds is just, like, accepted. They're, like, yeah, part think... of the mainstream news coverage. Because it's normal. I mean, this particular story is obviously, like, X-Men based. Or, like, I mean, it's very mm-hmm. obvious. I mean, Ace is literally Magneto. Like, there is no... I mean, the helmet is literally Magneto's helmet. Like, there's nothing you could say that, I mean... He doesn't yeah. just, you know, control metal, but he, th- he's Magneto. So, like, there is, um, <laughs> and even his, like, viewpoints and stuff. So, it's definitely X-Men, and, like, X-Men is very, like, they all kind of get their powers the same way. Or, like, they at least all have a, the gene or the X gene or whatever. So, at least they all have that similarity. So, it's kind of like that. Um, 
But yeah, in case, I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you hadn't read the book, but I'm sure people are. But like the fact that it basically there was like a supernova and all the stardust is how these people got their powers or whatever, essentially. Um, but it, the way it was written was it felt like very unique and scientific enough that it wasn't like crazy, which yeah, I liked because sometimes they can be like so crazy, but yeah, um, or like so stupid. It's like either way too emotional yeah. or way too sciencey. Yeah. I fell into a vat of chemicals. Oh, so you and literally everyone else in the MCU got it. So I got bit by a splater. <laughs> that too. I got bit by something. Um, anywho, but yeah, so I think that that was well done. Um, and kind of, uh, I also think the stuff, the last kind of things I'll talk about were the action scenes. I feel like a lot of times movies, the action scenes can be, especially with more recent MCU films where like, they just kind of are all the same. They're all just CGI crazy and they just kind of get repetitive and boring. But I think in a book, it's still so, it's so good to like see all the little side things going on and like hear from different people and points of view and get inside people's heads. And I think it's just, it was so much more engaging than sometimes Mm -hmm. watching an action scene. Um, and that was the, like, arena battle for me. It was just so good. I liked it much better yeah. than, like, the ending battle. Because it was just everything at once. Like, you could see um, all the stuff that was happening. And it just felt so visceral. And I was, like... It was one of the first action scenes in a book that I, like, actually wanted to continue, like... I mean, I'm sure there's other action scenes, like The Hunger Games and stuff, that I was enthralled with. But this one felt mm-hmm. very just... I couldn't stop reading, um... It was very well done, and it was it's kind of what the whole series was leading up to. Yeah, which felt so interesting. It was like the it wasn't the final action scene, which is again like very Marvel, where it's like the last twenty minutes are the action scene, like the final battle. Like mm-hmm. there was a final battle, but it was a lot more drawn out, and there were different aspects of it. Whereas like this yeah. was like an actual like the airport scene in Civil War, like a very big battle of all the superheroes, ah. whatever. Um, and I also wrote here. This is just Magneto's scene from Days of Future Past. Fuck off. Oh my god, now that I write this, Sentinels were in that movie too. Uh, so very much X-Men heavy, <laughs> taking a lot of inspiration from. Because in, in Days of Future Past, Magneto literally lifts up like an arena with his pad. Like, it, there's a whole arena, like a stadium, I guess. It's more like a football <laughs> stadium. But so, and I know that Sentinels weren't like, Adrian is, is Sentinel, but like, they, they were a big part of that movie too. And it's just funny and made me laugh. Sorry, I just saw the next bullet point. (laughs) Yeah, I also wrote here that uh, when we find when we met like the when we met like the rejects, which was like the most boring part of all of like the villains for me was like finding these new people and like I don't know, it just wasn't very well fleshed out in my opinion. But finding all these new people that Nerissa and whatever led, I wrote that they reminded me of when they found the factionless people in Divergent or in one of the Divergent books. Because that's Anna Claire's favorite story. So, yeah. You, you can tell because um, I don't think I read the book where that happens. So, yeah, they just, yeah, it's just people that are like, you know, it's typical, like the District 13 people living, you know, off the grid and blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Uh, I kind of liked it. I felt like these, the rejects were the most relatable characters. In the yeah, whole that's thing. true. I just think they could have been, they could have been like more fleshed out. It was more just, yeah. but I understand it was like all, it was more Nova and. Ace's story and Adrian and blah, 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 and all the people that we love, so. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, um, not that J.K. Rowling deserves our attention, but I'm talking about Harry Potter. She doesn't exist anymore. Um, the, the 
there's this really beautiful part of the last book where all the people show up to help fight, mm-hmm. but it's all characters we kind of know from before because the series yeah. is so long and big and well-developed. Um, there's like one character that gets introduced right before and we spend a lot of time with him. But so I guess it would be nice yeah. to have that and be invested. I don't think any of the rejects though are invested in Nova. Well, there was like the one, there was like the one person that, uh, the origami guy, that's like the only person that we have any sort of knowledge of really, I think. Yeah. Um, also I should note that you, even though you said her name, you were absolved of sin by wearing the sweatshirt you're wearing. So it's fine. (laughs) Yes. It's a protect trans kids sweatshirt. So anyway, um, yeah, and then going off, I guess the, the like final kind of action scene, the like kind of the the bell tower, the cathedral whole stuff was also very well written. I just like I liked the bigger one better, which is understandable. Yeah. Um, but uh, I really appreciate the when... bell tower was pretty big. It literally is floating in the sky. It's true. I think that um, I mostly just want to talk about the romance because that's my favorite part of all books. Go for it. <laughs> but mostly it was just when like Adrian swept her in his arms. It was like, you know, I don't care who you are, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I had tears running down my face and Aww. it was very sweet. <laughs> Do you cry I just when you that, read often? Um, I used to a lot. Now on antidepressants, not so much. So it was a big deal. <laughs> um, may have been on my Cute. period. Don't remember. <laughs> It's fine. Tears are still tears. <laughs> um, anyway, but I just like, it just made me remember why, I just made me realize why people love like these enemies to lovers, like slow burn, kind of all these tropes. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is really good. So I really yeah. appreciated that a lot. And I thought it was so sweet. Um, and I will talk about what annoyed me about it in a second, but <laughs> that part was just beautiful. Yay. Anyway. We're going to talk about the the um the very very ending yeah i want to talk about things annoy me first i want to build up to that okay okay. i just want to make sure that it's in the outline yes of course um i'll just go on talking forever but i think i had a few annoyances that have a few like kind of unrealistic things um for one the first one was like nova's nova's possible execution i feel like we didn't see enough of adrian's point of view during that time where like I just wanted to see him more angry. I feel like he wasn't. <laughs> I feel like it was very fast. And like, he wasn't very like, I guess we just didn't have enough chapters that he was the POV for in between yeah. like when he thought she was going to die. But like, it was very like, not, like, he I guess been he was sick. just, I think he was trying to be like, this is for the best because she's a nightmare and I hate her. Like, but it was still just, I wanted to see more of that because it felt like why he should be very upset. <laughs> yeah he um, should be like vomiting yeah i would be <laughs> just vomiting everywhere <laughs> well yeah. there's like this not to get too personal but <laughs> having known somebody who was on like up for the death penalty in my life like damn who's it's like that feeling and i i wasn't yeah. like romantically involved with this person mm-hmm. or anything it was just an adult in my life as a yeah. child, but like, it is the only thing I can describe it is a sickness. You, it just feels mm-hmm. like 
something visceral like that. So I don't know. It was yeah. disappointing for him not to have that and a little bit off-putting. I must yeah, say. I think that like I, it's almost like it. I wonder if some of that was cut because I just don't know how there'd be a way to not have more yeah. of that. Because I think when he met her in prison, like even then he wasn't super, like he was. I think he was trying obviously try to put on a brave face, but it was just like it was a little. Yeah, it was a little off putting. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe like he thought they wouldn't actually go through with it, but I don't think he thought that. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And then another another little annoyance is back to that uh, the Callum scene where he had the helmet. I just thought overall it was like very powerful and it was kind of surprise. I guess I we kind of knew that the helmet like emphasized other people or like gave people more. Their power was what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, their power was um, exacerbated. Was, yes, uh, that enhanced. whatever you know what I mean. Enhanced, yeah. yeah. So I just, but I like kind of forgot about that. I thought that was a really cool moment and it was really smart. Um, but I did get a little annoyed when all of a sudden Adrian was like, Nightmare, oh my God, like we have so much in common. I love her. And I was like, <laughs> but I understand that, like, I just, I understand that that's kind of how Callum's power worked and like made you think things that you already know deep down. But at the same time, like, he never showed any other sympathy to her any other time. And I was like, this is a little weird. <laughs> Yeah, isn't love all about sympathy? Um, yeah, like, he should have shown... I mean, I feel like he did... There may be, had like, a tiny handful of times, but, like, I feel like he just hated her, like, the whole time and didn't really... Uh, yeah, I didn't get the feeling that he had much sympathy towards her until then, and I was like, this is a little weird. Um, and I, I get yeah. it, but at the same time, his powers are supposed to be, like, you know, making things that are already there come to the forefront, and I never got the feeling that was there. Um and maybe I'm trying to remember, is that after he found that wasn't even after he like knew for sure that she was Ace's niece, because like that was later, I think. And I think that the main yeah. like reason he felt I feel like that was a lot of the reason he was like, OK, with her being Nightmare was because like you're your family's like you're you know following what you think is right and it's your family. But I don't think he knew, which also confused me because I'm pretty sure he heard Ace say, like, Nightmare's my niece when in Arch Enemies. So, like, I was confused about how that was, like, surprising to him. Because I'm pretty sure he said that in, the, like, the catacombs in that fight when they, um, when, like, they captured him. I was pretty sure he said niece and, like, he heard him. He heard him. So I was just a little confused why he was, like, oh, yeah. niece. Whatever. Anyway. Um, that could have just been, like, a continuity oversight, honestly. <laughs> Which is understandable, Maybe. but... Um... I don't know. So, like, kind yeah. of, I feel like Adrian's feelings are my main issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I guess the final, the final thing was, uh, yeah, like, the same kind of thing. His turn from when he, when he, like, found out for sure she was Nightmare. Um, like, and I know that uh, in the first time he found out she was Nightmare, like, he was, like, very, he had, like, such a visual, like, I freaking hate you, go die reaction. <laughs> like, he was very mad but like you could tell he also still had feelings for nova but like it was just very like angry and then the second time he was just like oh i bet she'll help me like oh and then it kind of progressively was like oh i don't care i just love her like, it was just kind of and i think they kind of explained a lot of that away was like when he was captured in the cathedral at the end of supernova and like I think he just had a lot of time to think and that's kind of how they explained it away and i was just like well i, I still like feel like he I don't know. I feel like his kind of turn all of a sudden was a little weird from just fully like, 
being so upset the first time you found out and then the second time being like, oh, well, I hate this, but whatever. Like, I don't know. I still I mean, wa- I think he made a good point that um, he knew about her family ties. Well, yeah, I think that's a huge after, thing, probably. Yeah, so there's that. and then, Which is even more confusing um, than why in Arch Enemies I remember like him hearing that. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he <sighs> so. didn't know if if Ace meant Nightmare or the other one. I forget their name. One who died. No, that doesn't oh, make any sense. You mean oh, man, like sugar is book? farting. So, <laughs> anyway. I need to like put... I put a blanket over and it seals the scent in. That is not healthy. Anyway. Um, well, it's just over his butt. So I, I don't have to smell it. <laughs> it smells like a poop. Yeah, I know. It's Animal really, farts are... Yeah, it's like very tart. Anyways. <laughs> okay, I get it. <laughs> um. um, Man, there was some other thought that I had about maybe why his reactions were different that I don't remember. I understood. I, I think maybe say. I kind of thought also like, yeah, he had time to think about it. And also that um, the whole like Callum scene, maybe like that kind of brought that to the forefront, yeah. more of like sympathy towards her that all of a sudden he randomly had. Um, Didn't so I his think like, that, little, like little brother also kind of. Yeah, Max definitely was like, he seemed way more open to the fact that like, okay, she's probably nightmare. Like, I think that he yeah. saw the good in her and no matter what. He... And he sort of, if I'm remembering the timeline correctly, Adrian was able to start questioning um, the renegades because of Max. He could, like, see very clearly that they were doing shit that wasn't okay. Yeah, like, with because of the, I think a lot of it was because of, like, the them setting up the quarantine again. And he did not want, yeah. like, he couldn't believe they were going to make Max go in there again. Um, and so he's like, whoa, the renegades might be evil? And that he's like, I mean, he definitely Nova's had like, he, there was plenty Maybe. of times where he agreed with like Nova's criticism of them. So he definitely like has never been totally yeah. like, yeah, but I think I mean, what would you do Ooh. if they were your dads? Which is the same thing yeah. with Ace. What would they do if they were your family? I guess because he he finally gets to a point where he seriously has to question his dads. He can yeah. sort of relate to her experience of struggling yeah. so much to question her uncle. Yeah, I just think again, like, I feel like I just wanted to see more of that. Or hear his yeah, thoughts definitely. about that more. But I think, I mean, I understood, like, he did, obviously, even when he, like, hated her, he kept saying, like, he still had feelings for her and stuff and blah, 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 even when he thought she was Nightmare the first time. So I understand it. It's just kind of a little bit, I wanted he to hear more totally about it. He was still totally okay with her being killed, though, so. Yeah, that is kind of <laughs> totally okay, but yeah. That's where um, it breaks down. <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess I wanted to hear more of his progress. I wanted his progression to be more linear, not just, like, all of a sudden shot up like okay i still love yeah, you yeah that makes sense um and then the other thing the last kind of annoyance was the fact that the story tried to play it out like nightmare and the sentinel were like the same <laughs> like in their mistakes and in their like um and, or that they had like equal secrets to hold but like in reality mm-hmm. like what did the sentinel really do that was like that bad and at the same time like nightmare was literally like a villain character who like tried to kill his dad like how are those equal secrets like i don't really understand yeah um i think that uh if we saw more of like him actually fighting and like doing other stuff like we just didn't see a lot of him in the last in the second and third book because like it was more kind of like he used the suit more like 
in different ways instead of like going and being a vigilante. But I think if we had seen a little more of that, but like we didn't really see a lot more of that. So it felt like they were definitely not equal. Like how he could be like, oh, I'm fine with you being Nightmare. And she's like, I mean, I understand how she would be way more guilty than than he would be. But it just felt like the book was trying to tell me that they are equal secrets. And I feel like they are not. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the only other thing. Um, yeah. I guess they're equal secrets only within the view like of the with public. each other i don't know what'd you say yeah with each other and i think because they both equally hate the other one and then maybe yeah. in the view of the public because there's like the public yeah information yeah i think as as like what we knew it was definitely a little like hard to grasp that idea um yeah so i did and i did kind of i feel we like we know as a reader yeah. is what we know should hold a higher weight i guess yeah, I mean, I did kind of feel like when Nova was like, oh my god, you are like forgiving me for everything I've done. And I felt like she was obviously way more guilty than, you know, he would have yeah. had to be. And so I, I got that and I kind of was like, yeah, that I understand that she, she kind of understood that it was like way worse, I think. <laughs> but the reader, like it felt like they were trying to equate them together. Um, yeah, so I think uh, one last thing before we talk about the end. Um but I think we talked about this in the first episode, just kind of the the theme of like the moral grayness and that everything's black and white. Um, I think that uh, like I basically said that I, I kind of despised the council with the execution stuff. But then Winston's speech was like made everything more gray again <laughs> a little bit, which I think is the point. Like it kept like like it was just like a roller coaster with what am I supposed to who am I supposed to like? Um, yeah. And even then, like when um, I thought it was in the end when like basically the only kind of like villain that we were really supposed to like was Leroy and he's the one I liked the whole time anyway so like it didn't really mm-hmm. um because maybe just because we yeah. knew his origin story was so his origin story was freaking terrible I was like okay I think we're supposed to like him um yeah well and Honey like Honey was just bad. annoying as hell so like it didn't really matter I was just annoyed by yeah. her the whole time um but she was gray in terms of morality yeah. up until the very end and you could tell that, like it was interesting because like you could with like her and also detonator in the first book like you could tell they they like loved Nova but like their ties were not tra- to her their ties were yeah. to being a villain or whatever and they um, betrayed her in the end yeah that was a little um, disappointing yeah and Vince Vincent's Winston's death was like a beautiful like it was beautiful and sad and like made me yeah. love nova even more um because nova felt so guilty which like i mean she basically caused it she it was her fault he was captured so i mean yeah um but yeah. i think that it was just very like she just cares so deeply about people and i think that was so very uh very apparent um yeah yeah uh and then, yeah, the only other the other thing is, like, I kind of, I guess this is a little bit of annoyance, because, like, all the villains kind of, like, turned and, like, were actually villainous. Like, it didn't, it made the book then end up seeming like the Renegades were better, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. Like, because Ace yeah. turned out to be horrible, instead of just, like, a visionary, he turned out to be a horrific monster who killed Nova's family himself, or got them to do it, I guess, planned it. Um, like, the fact that all of that happened, and then kind of Honey turned and, like her just that made it seem like okay it's not really supposed to be that great like the renegades were always better and i just didn't really that didn't sit well with me either because it felt like kind of 60 40 when it should have been more 50 50 um because like i said the only kind of character that was supposed to be like good was was leroy um 
in terms of like in the end kind of of the villains and I guess Nerissa or whatever however you say her name as well but I think kind of like but I think if we had seen more of them like that would have helped that if we had like gotten to know more of these people that like ended up just kind of like they just you know let them go because they didn't want to be part of this horrific aceness but um yeah yeah. more people on the council maybe like being bad I think, like, I, I'm like, is, Mag- is Magpie the only, like, bad renegade? Like, not really, because I guess there was, there's obviously freaking Ice Queen herself, who's horrible. <laughs> I think that yeah. she even kind of redeemed her. She's like, I can't do this anymore. Bye. Like, she kind of at least redeemed herself a little bit, and she, like, le- leaving. But, like, I think yeah. that uh, there's definitely, obviously, we, I guess, yeah, their whole team did totally torture that person and brutally murder them. So, I mean, yeah, they're pretty bad. But, but they uh, weren't leaders in the community. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think the council itself was like, we were supposed to kind of not like everyone, but there was no like actual like this is one person making like one person's obviously just terrible. Um, so and there I don't would know. be, I think, in real life. <laughs> yeah, I think in real life, but that might be I mean, like the person Ned that was like on the try guys. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> I was thinking of when you said Ned, I was thinking of the MCU, so I thought of Ned Spider-Man and I was like, no. <laughs> I guess in the comics he actually is like his character is a villain or turns out to be or something like that. Anyway. Um Yeah, so that was kind of I think kind of the main like theme of grayness definitely was I feel like the at by the end I wanted to see more grayness, but we ended up kind of it being a little bit more renegade we love them heavy um and i feel like that's just Mm -hmm. emphasized by the freaking like end epilogue as well um but yeah Mm -hmm. now we can talk about the actual like the yeah the ending battle was like i i liked it and i thought it was very interesting i thought like all of kind of ace basically being the person that mastermind all this and is terrible and then captain c being like you know what i actually did try and help your family but yeah i was just talking about Let's talk about the ending, because I thought that just just like the prologue, which I said was my the best prologue I've ever read, I think the epilogue was just brilliant. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I texted you when I read the epilogue. You did? I was at, didn't I? I wouldn't have read it yet, so why would you text me? You spoil shit? Dang. No, because I was excited. I was like, <laughs> fuck, like, I can't wait for you to finish this book, Brenna. Oh, okay. KLMG. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to search and see. Um, in our outline, I basically put the action, the star, the deaths, the powers, ah, and then I was just like, okay, let's talk about the epilogue. <laughs> Cause like the actual like ending was very interesting, but at the same time, I thought it was a little bit, it felt kind of like Infinity War and Endgame, whereas like everyone lost their powers and it like felt like the stakes then were like, oh, well, just everyone lost their powers. And then all of a sudden they just got them all back. Like it felt very like I wanted people to actually have consequences and there weren't enough people that had consequences of like losing their powers. Because like people were just losing their powers left and right. And I was like, okay. But then when they all just got it back at the end and everyone got them and I was like, oh, well, it felt very (laughs) endgame-y, which I loved because I love, that's my favorite movie, but I don't know. I think there's definitely a loss in the, and you can see the dis- disenfranchisement that like is exemplified through magpie's perspective like clearly there are people who are like these fuckers like no and that's the best part i think like the best part was how i mean the best part i don't know it was pretty it like made me sad but i actually ended up really appreciating how pessimistic the the epilogue was like at first i thought it was Mm -hmm. nova and i was like why on earth are you talking like this still 
I know. Then, and then when I was like, I have a crush on Max, I was like, okay, well, obviously you're not Nova. Um, so I thought it was just really well written. Like we didn't know, we had never had a different perspective other than Adrian and Nova. So it was just very interesting. It ended up yeah. being Magpie. And that freaking, re- that freaking twist was like, blew my mind. Um, I feel like I haven't had then- such like a visceral reaction to anything in a book in so long. Like I was just shaking. Wow. Um, really? Yeah. Well. I loved it. So basically, yeah, I get, it's it's implied that she is the sister that Nova thought was dead. And like, holy shit. Um, yes. It was just crazy. And like, I think when I texted you, you were like, the reason, part of the reason why it was so shocking was because like she already had a family member that we thought was dead, like an ace in the first book. Um and it was just something I never even like. Obviously, Marvel and DC bring back people from the dead all the time, but like I never would have. Who expects a freaking when a book goes so far to be like this person murdered a baby? Who expects that like baby to be alive? <laughs> like I didn't. I did not think that yeah. that baby would be, let alone a character that we spent all this time getting to know and like. And she because that powers. was a character. Yeah. But even then, like, I guess you're right. Like normally, we would expect it, and Nova and her even have like a sibling dynamic. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. So it's pretty and I, like, funny. It was, I don't think I've, I could have never, ever, like, in a million years saw that coming. Um, and it just blew my cool. mind. <laughs> um, and I think I'm trying to see if I can of, find proof of me texting you. Sorry. Oh, I mean, you don't have to. I feel like I vaguely remember that. Okay. I think the, the other thing that kind of, the epilogue itself was kind of like, I got annoyed a little bit. I was like, why is it felt a little out of character for Nova to be like on a parade float kissing Adrian and being like, yippee, uh, yeah. <laughs> renegades. But That's I true. mean, but I, I, I just chalked it up to like, this is just Magpie's interpretation and she's just annoyed with the world. So it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I just thought that that reveal was so perfectly well done. And it's something that the only seed we had was like, she carried a bullet, but like that didn't ever put two and two in my head. Like, I would have never been like, this yeah. baby caught a bullet. <laughs> this baby pulled a bullet out of her. I think it was implied because she said that, like, she had, like, she had the bullet in her hand. It was all bloody. So, like, did she pull it out? Like, I don't know. I don't know how that's supposed to have happened. But holy shit. Either way, I was shocked. Um, yeah. And I think really it was, good. it just made you, like, it was, it didn't tie everything up because, like, they don't know each other. They don't know, like, they have, right. I mean, they know each other. They don't know any sort of Nova and her don't know that they are I mean presumably there is a chance there is a chance that's not actually her little sister but that would be really fucked up if you wrote it like that um yeah (laughs) yeah I was like reading the wiki and it was like well it's presumed this I'm like well if it's not I I mean I don't know what that would be so screwed up so um even though it doesn't tie anything up that's like just so fitting for superhero story right yeah there's always the next thing and um, and I think even that the fact that even when there isn't, I think the fact that uh, it kind of the epilogue again, like went ahead with the idea that like powers don't make someone heroic, actions do. Magpie said it very beautifully. Like the last line was like, "All these people have powers now, but it's up to them." Like when when things actually go to shit, like who's going to be the heroes and who's going to be the villain? Like it's very, it's not just like everyone's a renegade now. Um, yeah, and I think that that kind of pessimism, also realisticness, was very like refreshing and i think it worked very well seeing it from her point of view where she's just this you know orphaned kid who 
is upset with the world, rightfully so. So, yeah, and I think it is a nice counterbalance to like everything still sort of ending up with most of the renegades good, et yeah. Cetera. I think so. Um, I think so too. But yeah, those were those were all of my thoughts, and I just really overall I just really loved their romance, and I also really loved. I don't know, all of the dynamics, all like the political dynamics and stuff I live for. So I loved it a lot. Yeah. Pretty good. We talked about it in the last episode, but also just the like breadth breadth of powers and the different, how the council had like all the stereotypical stuff, but then everybody else had the mostly unique, like just cool ass things. Origami. Origami. um, Yeah, I think it was very, just, just a great series. And I'm so... Glad I read it. You're welcome. So. Now read Cinder. I know, but there's like 1,500 books. They go I by guess so just the fast. First one. Okay. I'm trying to finish like the series that I beta read because those are very easy reads and I want to finish those so I can like keep the momentum going. So I, I was going to jump right into freaking the Legendborn sequel, but I was like, I can't do that. I need to like read something easier in between because that's going to be so full of stuff that I need to like... I feel like I need to reread Legendborn because there's so much I'm gonna f- I forgot in all of the different things. So I maybe I need to. It. I need to. I need to freaking make a. I need to watch a YouTube video of somebody explaining it. So yeah. <laughs> I forgot it. But anyway, I read so Prince Harry's biography in like damn three days. You and like everybody else in the world. It was 15 hours long. I mean, is that short or long? For an audiobook, it's long. Yeah. I also read okay. Leslie Jordan's uh, biography, and it was four hours long. Oh, damn. Okay, well, <laughs> interesting. All right. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We'll no, talk about that on our next Obsessions update, I, <laughs> I'm sure. Biographies. That's all I got, but yeah, I'm sorry that you didn't have much to contribute since I read this so long after you finished, but... No, I think uh... it. Um, it's good to let you talk because i talk a lot and um, have you ever listened to one of our episodes you absolutely do not okay that's not a dig um, at you it's a dig at me but yeah anyway. no, no 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 um yeah well and i think i was just i don't know sometimes i get so interested in hearing your thoughts that I'm i know just like very happy <laughs> to sit back and listen to you talk <laughs> yes i know i know so that's what I really wanted from this. That's why I made you read these books. Um, I hope that I was a good conversation partner. Always. I tried. And Happy New Year, everyone. I forgot. I feel like, yeah, yes. Happy New Year. And Yay. I'm so old now. We've officially, I think we started in, this episode will be going out in the beginning of February, and we started in the February 2020. So, two Ooh. years? Right? Yeah, it was 20. No, it was 2020. Yeah. No, was it 2019? Mm, maybe. I think it, I think I think it, was, it was 2020. Yeah, because like we met, it was 2020, because we met at your house we a few times. A that was when we were putting work. out, we were putting out episodes every week. So like, that was a lot different. Um, oops. <laughs> Can't remember and that we, time. Like, pre-recorded a bunch. So we yeah, we did ready. like bulk recording. And then after that, we moved to, to virtual and that was... Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Good talk. Bye, everyone. Have a good 2022. 2023. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so it's been three years. <laughs> what do you mean? It's been three years. Damn it. I don't get it. 
I can't I don't count. Have to do math. <laughs> okay. Good talk. <laughs> Thanks for listening <laughs> to our stupid asses. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for being a part of the chaos. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at Obsessed Naturally. Or you can email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com to tell us what you want to hear on the show. And finally, if you love us, leave a review. Bye.